today with Joe Nash on Live 95. You'd be aware that Elena Fitzgerald of Fitzgerald's Woodlands House Hotel was president of the Irish Hotels Federation and uh, her mum Mary, um, uh, a couple of decades ago, she was president of the IHF. And now we have another Limerick person at the helm as president, uh, Michael Magner. And good morning to you, Michael. How are you? Good morning, Joe, and good morning to your listeners. Delighted to be on with you this morning. I'm very well, thank you. And you have a connection, as it happens, to the Fitzgeralds and the Woodlands House Hotel, don't you, Michael? I did indeed. I do indeed, Joe. So I worked for 13 years with Dick and Mary Fitzgerald and their family at the Woodlands and Adair during my time where I was educating myself as well in hotel management and, and further studies. So in 2006, uh, the Fitzgeralds and I went to Cork. We crossed the border and we purchased the Vienna Woods Hotel in Cork. Um, and during that time, I suppose I was very active, involved in the local branch of the Hotels Federation in Cork and uh, basically took the chair there for a number of years. And of of course, held posts in, at a national level as well. So in 2019, my family and I bought, purchased the Fitzgerald share of the hotel and we took it over as sole owners uh, in a, at that time. So uh, I found myself as national vice president in 2022 and I was delighted to be elected to the national role uh, only two days ago. So uh, thrilled, thrilled for, for, I suppose, my home county, but also very happy that I'm representing Cork as well, uh, where I'm making my living and we have our roots firmly down here as well. Right, because I'm wondering about that. I know the Vienna Woods, it's a lovely and historic hotel in Cork. Uh, Are they happy with a, a Limerick man owning it? Listen, they're delighted. Cork people are wonderful. But I, I think as well, I have some Cork blood in me also. My mother happens to be from North Cork, so I have the best of both worlds um, but uh, I'm proud to say that while we have the Limerick or the Cork flag flying at the, the, the front of the hotel on the road once you come into Vienna Woods the Limerick flag is flying proudly outside the front door and Limerick people have been absolutely wonderful to me in our business uh, since we came to Cork because obviously Limerick is very close to the Cork border and West Limerick in particular we've had weddings and leisure business and people from all over the county visit, visit us and when they, the Limerick senior hollers come to Cork and they're, they're playing uh, they they might want a bite to eat and, and they'd visit us as well. So uh, it's, 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 it's sincerely appreciated. So exciting times ahead, Joe. Right. So you are a native of Kilidi in County Limerick, is that right? I am indeed, yeah. So I'm just outside the town of Newcastle West. Kilidi is, is 10 minutes outside the town. I suppose famous for St. Ita, our patron saint, which we celebrate on the 15th of January every year. And people will remember back in the day Cantor Co-op and Cantor Chickens. So that's my uh, parish. I went to school in the local village of Ashford and on to second level then at the secondary school in Newcastle West. So um, we're from a farming background at home. So hospitality wasn't in our blood, albeit that I suppose if you go back to the origins of hospitality, there's always a, a farming connection. Um, and I started working with Dick and Mary in Woodlands in 1993 um, and, and worked from there on in and worked my way up. So uh, exciting times ahead. And the Federation is a great organisation because it represents over 900 hotels and guest houses across the country. And there are over 65,000 people now employed in the hotel and guest house sector in Ireland. So um, a, a, a great representative body and doing great things in terms of, you know, uh, putting our industry out there as a voice, as a great employer, an Indigenous employer. And we're, we're 
we have great opportunities to be leaders in areas like sustainability, which is a, a huge uh, challenge mm. for us now in our sector. Uh, you know, yeah, we're chatting to Limerick Grand Michael Magner, who is the new president of the Irish Hotels Federation. How frustrated are you that excessive prices in Dublin are casting something of a pall across the industry? Well, look, I don't believe there are excessive prices in Dublin, Joe. I think that there are times of the year, and I think in a way it's, it's, it's maybe, it's when you're down to the last number of rooms, unfortunately on occasion, you know, what's captured in the media is the last number of rooms that are for sale and they're likely to be more expensive uh, than, you know, when there's a lot of availability. And in fact, I was just on another meeting earlier on this morning and I had a look at Dublin this weekend for, for accommodation just to, as, as a, a preparation and a four-star hotel in Dublin City this uh, this started tonight, the 2nd of March, is about €160, Euro, and that includes breakfast. And I think that's pretty decent value. Um, so from that yeah, perspective... But, but what about St. Patrick's you know, weekend? I didn't look at St. Patrick's weekend, but... I can, I can, I can pretty much... Uh, I think we both know that if you looked at St. Patrick's weekend in Dublin, you would see a pretty hefty increase in prices. I mean, part of the problem here with Dublin particularly, and it's not just Dublin, is that it's when people want to go that the prices jack up. Yeah, well, look, I mean, th- that is true. But at the end of the day, I mean, when, when people want to go to, uh, you know, if they want to fly abroad during the Easter holidays, the cost of the airline seat is going to be higher. I was actually in a conversation with somebody the other day, and I'm, I I'm, I don't know a whole lot about the Eurovision Song Contest, but it, apparently it's in Malmo in Sweden, I think, this year. And for the duration of the week of the Hotel Federation, hotel prices are absolutely astronomical in comparison to the shoulder side of the competition. So it's likely that to say that once demand is there and once big events take place uh, prices can shift and there's no doubt about it. Let me ask you this right Michael because obviously you have practical experience of this day to day in a long career but now the hotel that you're the owner of yourself the Vienna Woods so what is your approach on pricing? Well, look, in my own business, I think it's down to uh, certain times of the year, there's there's different value. And at certain times of the year, um, prices will be better. But I think at the end of the day, if you if you uh, take a year-long view and the average rate that you sell hotel rooms at, I think there's pretty decent value out there uh, to be got there. In fact, in my own business, I did an offer there recently at €129 Euro for two people to stay uh, in the hotel for bed and breakfast, you'll get one main course each and also a cocktail. And that was, I think, absolutely exceptional value. But to take you back to the St. Patrick's Day point, Joe, as you're on it, St. Patrick's Day is just one day of the year. There's 300, and, as, as the case this year, there's 364 other days of the year and there's great value to be out there. Well, well out what there about, well, what about you know? I don't want to labour this point, but, but what about All-Ireland Hurling Weekend in Dublin? I was in Dublin actually myself all Ireland hurling weekend this uh, last year and to support Limerick and uh, there was good value in Dublin on the the Sunday night of the All Ireland there's no doubt about it. And the Saturday night? The Saturday night there was availability as well and the prices were were, yes Mm. absolutely potentially higher but there was still reasonable value out there. So how do you then as President of the Irish Hotels Federation combat the view that there was an opportunity as we came out of the pandemic and that that opportunity may have been lost, at least partially, by the hotel sector to keep more people at home more often. And that a lot of people have now reverted to this theory that they can go to the sun for a week or two weeks, even in high season, for cheaper than they can go to other parts of Ireland. 
Yeah, well, look, you know, there's always, I suppose, the Irish have a wonderful relationship with overseas. We're an island nation. We love to travel. And, and that's part of our DNA, whether it is to the sun or to destinations beyond Europe. I and hate I traveling. I hate, I, I, I would holiday and I generally try to holiday on the island of Ireland all the time. I, I personally don't like planes or boats or even cars, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get that. Uh, but there, there is a fact that out there, and there's choice there. And I mean, right across Ireland, there is wonderful uh, accommodation solutions. There's wonderful experiences out there. Uh, there's wonderful um, uh, visitor attractions that are doing so much to promote uh, Ireland as a stay-at-home holiday destination. And that's, that's a really good thing. Um, but also, I think we need to be mindful as well that like Ireland itself as, as an international destination isn't a, a low-cost international destination and we have massive input costs in our businesses. And if your costs are rising, which this year uh, I'm being advised from, from our members in the Federation that our cost inputs have increased by 8% versus last year, uh, therefore then, you know, it's, it, it stands to reason then right. that your prices are going and, to be a little bit more. And what about the other point, which is the quality of service? So, mm-hmm. like, I've certainly had a variety of differences in quality of service. You know, I, I would have stayed in three-star hotels and the service has been excellent. I would have stayed in some five-star hotels for treats and the like and the service has not been great at all and everything in between. And I suppose if you are paying money, whatever you are paying, then the service part becomes a big factor in a customer's mind, doesn't it? Absolutely. And I mean, look, anybody spending money in any business, whether it's in a retail or it's in a hotel or or any type of business, if you don't receive the service that's potentially promised to you as part of the the, the transaction that you're paying for, well, then you should mention it to the, 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 the person selling it. And I mean, at the end of the day, hotels are out there to, to do their best and deliver a service. And if they, if they're, I suppose, and the majority of hotels are and, and, and hospitality businesses, if they're seriously interested in their customer, they'll do their best to ensure the customer gets the best possible experience. And like any business, you know, nobody's ever going to get it correct 100% of the time. You know, there are times when we make mistakes. There are times when we, we fall short of the service delivery, but it's how you're engaging with your customer to ensure that, okay, you know what, we've messed up. Let, let's get this right and let's not lose this customer and to potentially invite them back. So making the mistake is one thing, but it's correct. Yeah. those mistakes yeah. to ensure that the customer comes back into the future and and equally you know yeah. hotels are we have technology there now as well but also our people on the ground that are working and engaging every day with the customer they understand the customer and you know it's it's key to managing the customer experience is learning from the customer as well and feedback is always welcome right. in terms of the service delivery um, that we give our customers and what is your key aim for your presidency of the Irish Hotels Federation, Michael Magner? Yeah, well, thank you for, for, for asking me that question. I suppose At last is you. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Uh, so I, I was delighted to get the Limerick message out there, but uh, I'm very happy to defend the sector as well. But look, there's, there's a couple of facets during the two-year term of my presidency. And I suppose, look, we, we all know climate change is a huge area now for us. So we need to explore sustainable practices throughout our sector. And I think we have a wonderful opportunity in the hotel industry because because hundreds of thousands, if not millions of customers come through our doors every year and engaging with 
government, engaging with the actors in the, the sustainable messaging, we have an opportunity to educate the customer that may not be entirely aware of what sustainability is about and uh, in ensuring that we have a climate that is, uh, I suppose, the, the climate change agenda or, or experience that we're having at the moment is um, reversed and we stop this pace of, of climate change. And I think also you, you, we discussed there a little bit briefly about the people. 65,000 people are working in the industry and they have an energy and, a, and vitality like no other. And we want to develop that as, as an industry whereby people can come in. We nurture an environment that attracts and retains the talent where people are supported to thrive and flourish and continue our engagement with the government as well. It's key because, you know, Government have been really good to the sector, but we need that to continue okay. as well. All right. Well, listen, great to have another Limerick person as president of the Irish oh, Hotels yeah. Federation, Michael Magner, and uh, continued good luck with Vienna Woods. It is it is a gorgeous and historic um, uh, hotel and uh, great to have uh, a Limerick family at the helm of that uh, too. And we wish you a, a good run as president of the Irish Hotels Federation. No pandemics, hopefully. No pandemics, Joe, but great to talk to you and hello to everybody in Limerick. Great. Take care of yourself. Cheers. Bye-bye. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash.